Hey guys, JK here. Hey, I want to take a quick second and share with you something I'm really excited about. Listen, I love the conversations that we get to start on this podcast, and I want to provide you with practical application for you to take action and lead in your life. So I'm launching a new content piece called the JK Download. It's on the website, and I'm going to share with you exclusive training and downloadable templates to motivate and empower you to overcome. We've already put the hell yeah statement on the site. All you've got to do is go to joshkalinowski.com, click on the JK download, and get your PDF of the hell yeah statement already. You can also subscribe and get every one of our podcasts in your inbox as soon as they release. Check it out at joshkalinowski.com. People spend a lifetime searching for their purpose. Come walk in my shoes as I find mine. You're now listening to the JK Experience. Going, okay, I'm gonna take full responsibility for the happiness in my life. Good for you, you feel you're talented in that. Pursue that, who gives a crap what everybody else says, right? When you are disciplined about how you take action on the things that you desire to accomplish, does it make you better? Absolutely. Hey, everybody, welcome back to another episode of the JK Experience. And yes, this is when I would normally actually introduce James to the podcast, but uh, I've kicked him out of the studio because <laughs> I've got uh, another great man in my life that has been, well, he's the reason why I'm even here. He, he helped bring me into this world. I've got my father, Dave Kalinowski. Dad, Welcome to the show. I feel very privileged to be sitting in James's chair. I, it's a so, it's a big I know it. fuse, fuse to fill. There's there, a man. lot of stress right now. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm so glad to have you in the studio, Dad. This is the first time you've actually been in the studio. Right. Uh, you were on our, one of our previous podcasts that we used to do all the time, off the cuff. Right. And uh, we've grown and matured, and now we've got the JK experience. And I know that you've listened to a number of those episodes. Absolutely, so. I just love the. The conversations you guys have, and you really uh, complement each other. So, it's well, fun. thanks. Yeah, we are a little bit of the odd couple for sure. There's no <laughs> doubt about it. But James is—he uh, is a great co-host, and I love having him on the show. Yeah, I'm really excited to have you um, here. Uh, you know, you and I—I I mean, all I'm really going to do is really is just press the record button. Uh, you and I um, have a number of conversations throughout the weeks, right. and uh, you know you're just always there for me to bend your ear, and and I'm going to do that today. Okay. And uh, everybody else just gets to be a part of that conversation for once, which is really cool. So, yeah, thank you. Thanks for uh, thanks for the knowledge you're going to drop today, man. Um, so I really I just want to dive into this. Uh, you know, James and I have been having these conversations here recently, uh, just be about being a father. And, you know, there's a, a lot of amazing, great things that come from fatherhood. Amen. And uh, you have just really instilled the importance of how we as men really need to, to step into that role. And uh, you've taught us very well. The other part of fatherhood is the challenges that come with it. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, you have raised a number of children, some of them uh, not of your birth, right? Mm. And, uh, but they've all been your children. Um, they've all been your sons. They've all been your daughters. And, uh, and um, you've done an exceptional great, job, exceptional great job of that. Talk to us 
about the difficulties, the challenges. Like, you know, when, when, when we were growing up, you now are, you're hearing all of these stories that, <laughs> yeah. uh, your children did behind your backs, but you also were a part of the disciplinary part of it as well. Like you were the disciplinary, um, uh, part of the family, the disciplinarian of it. Right. How did you, how did you handle that? Cause it's really hard. Yeah. Yeah, you know, uh, it's an interesting thing for me. I always wanted to be a dad. Uh So, you know, part of it was being naive, (laughs) thinking of all uh, the cool things that are going to happen and, you know, playing ball, talking to one another, getting to find out what makes you guys tick and all that kind of stuff. And, uh, you know, uh, you you, you learn real quick things don't go exactly the way you think they should. In fact, I remember when you're the firstborn, so I just remember the nights of not sleeping and, and, uh, uh, you know, trying to be cool, calm, and collected and wanting to strangle you instead. You guys got that. That's exactly what happened. Yeah, exactly. And, you know, kind of almost a jealousy, though, too, because your mom, you know, she just loved you and wanted to be with you and and i got left out a lot i felt anyway yeah. and and so you deal with those emotions all very quickly mm-hmm. at least i did mm-hmm. and you have to come to grips with you know what's this all about mm-hmm. uh you know is it all about me or is it about us mm-hmm. and that's a hard thing for uh, for for men to do women probably but women are more nurturing i think than mm-hmm. us men we're kind of spectators in the and so you learn early on that if you're going to be successful and if you're going to be a good father and a good dad, you've, you've got to start learning to put aside, you know, your own uh, desires to a certain extent and, and look at it as we. I mean, it's one thing to get married, you become we. Right. Man, you bring children into it. It's just it brings in a whole nother thing that's extremely fulfilling and it's just awe-inspiring, but it also challenges your selfishness. Yeah, I was going to say, I think that we as men as have a natural tendency to be very selfish in Absolutely. our lives. Uh, you know, that's a, a natural instinct. You know, as a father, mm-hmm. um, talk to me um, and, and us, who those everybody that's listening, you know, my natural instinct is to be very frustrated, get yeah. very frustrated um, when... Um, especially my boys, yeah. you know, uh, yeah. when they, when they do something that is contrary to what we've taught them, mm-hmm. things that we have definitely been very specific about. Uh, and so talk to me about how did you handle that? And, and I know you're going to say, one of the things you're going to say is like, I don't think I handled it the most, the proper way, but what are the things that you learned when it came to either being frustrated or disappointed yeah. with us as we grew up? Yeah, that, that's that's a powerful question. You know, each child's different, obviously. Um, you know, but you look at I. What fascinated me as being a dad is I loved uh, the high school years, the growing up years, to find out what made you tick, mm-hmm. what inspired you, what uh, motivated you. I'm not just saying you, but all the kids. Mm-hmm. And but in that process you know, there's going to be disappointments. You just can't help it. And, and you know, and they're, the kids are going to push the boundaries. And, and, and for Cindy and I, we made, we really had to have a lot of conversations on what are the boundaries and what, what is going to allow you a, as a young man to, to grow up with a sense of comfort where you know where you stand, but that also giving you freedom to go out and, and, 
make some choices. Mm-hmm. And, you know, for me, when you didn't make the right choices or the kids didn't make the right choices, you know, there were times when, especially when I was younger, uh, I was frustrated all the time and angry. Uh-huh. And, you know, and, and, I, and I look back at the way my dad handled some things, and I, I was drinking his water for a lot of years, and, and there was a lot of frustration in that. And, and, and I just had to come to a place where, you know, the best thing I could do is teach you guys how to make good decisions, right? And right. so in the process... You're gonna make mistakes. Yeah, I say. But what happens when you don't make the right? <laughs> yeah, when you yeah. Don't make so good I mean, it's either you blow up, and then you stifle and you you uh, push down yeah. your initiative, your desire to get out there fearlessly to uh, to approach life by you know hammering, or you step back a little bit and go, you know, hey, that was really disappointing to me, or yeah. or or you know. I know you're better than that. Mm-hmm. There are consequences, dude, when you make mistakes, but you also have forgiveness. I remember when you guys were all little kids and you did something wrong and I'd either spank you or went you to the room or whatever, then you had to come back, give me a hug and ask for yeah. forgiveness. And we reconciled because I never wanted you to feel like I was so mad that it's going to take time before I get over this. Yeah, And that that, you know, you guys hated it, but now you get it. But that reconciliation is so important to do it quickly. So many families, they don't know how to reconcile. They don't know how to forgive one another. And, you know, that carries on not only in, in our little family, but as you grow older and then you don't know how to forgive your wife or she doesn't know how to forgive you. And then it's just a you blow up and then you don't talk to one another and all that kind of stuff. And we all go through it to a certain extent. Mm -hmm. But for me, I had to be really, really intentional because I knew in the long run to empower you guys to make great decisions as best you can. um, I've got to give you some freedom. And then when you do make mistakes, I can't hammer you to the point where you're, you're so discouraged. You'll never try to try to, to go out there because I, I, I can't be there for you every day. Right. I can't be there for you eventually. So you've got to learn. Do you feel like, um, you know, in, in reflecting how you raised all of us and, uh, and once again, <clears throat> many more, there are so many other kids, once again, that were not even really necessarily part of our, our, our family that I would say considered you as a great father figure to them as well. Do you feel like is because you gave structure because um, you gave, um, you know, tough love. Um, and, and do you also believe that there was a part where you even evolved yourself from the frustration part to the disappointing part of, uh, of a parent? Like, did you feel like maybe there was years where you felt like you just were more frustrated than any, and then you learned to be a little more, di- like, share that you were more disappointed? And that's the, some of that change that we had? Yeah, I think, yeah, absolutely. When I was younger, I, I, I just, I didn't really handle anger well. Uh-huh. And uh, so I had to ask for forgiveness a lot from you guys. I would jump to a conclusion. Somebody would get in trouble. I get they'd get yelled at or got a spanking. Yeah. Then I find out later it wasn't exactly the way I thought it was. Yeah. And or the way it was portrayed. And one thing for me, I, I learned young to ask to learn to be humble enough to ask for forgiveness, even from your kids, because mm-hmm. it teaches them then how to ask for forgiveness. Mm-hmm. 
and be reconciled. So it was a learning lesson for me, but it was also a learning lesson, lesson for you all. And eventually, I got tired of myself being yeah. jumping to conclusions, being so doggone angry. And so I began this whole process of stepping back a little bit, not you know, not being angry right away, um, and and trying to hear, listen to what really was going on, and to be patient a little bit, and uh, and that's helped me even in other parts of my life where, you know, somebody might be ripping my lips off, and I can just step back, let them get it off their chest, and a lot of times, you know, they start feeling like, well, you're not going to fight me, mm-hmm. and. And so for me, those two lessons, both within the family and outside of the family, it was hard. I'm proud. Mm-hmm. Um, and, but now it's more of, you know what, let's, let's deal with the situation. Let's just take a look. How do you think you did? Yeah. Did you, you know, what are the consequences of what you, what you just did? Mm-hmm. And, and having you, even at an early age, I mean, it doesn't have to be 17, 18 years old. It can be 9, 10 you sit down and and you look at it and it says okay you know what do you think you could have done better in that situation or 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 see what you who who you hurt yeah or, and the other thing is as i always try to help you guys understand that you know your mom and i and my dad and my, his wife and or my mom <laughs> grandma and grandpa <laughs> worked really hard to to have a good name yeah I, well, I remember that. I mean, that, if anything, that was the thing that continued to resonate with me as I was making good decisions and sometimes poor decisions is I knew that that was eventually going to be the question that was going to be asked of me is, what did you do to represent the name? Right. And then, you know, are you the one that's going to ruin the reputation of the name in right. a sense? So, you know, one of the things that as you're, you're speaking, I, you know, one of the things I get frustrated with um, as, a, as a dad I get frustrated with myself because um, I feel like when when those moments come where the pressure is from the the poor decisions that the kids are making mm-hmm. comes, I'm not handling it as good as I do at like the workplace. Yeah, exactly. You know, yeah. and and yeah. and we deal with a lot of stuff. I mean, yeah. you we're in a hard industry dealing with really hard conversations with people, and. And I felt like you did that really well. You know, they just you showed a tremendous amount of grace. You showed a tremendous amount of character in those times. And and I wonder why, like, why do we fail when we're so good in that one area of our life? Sure. And we come to this other area where uh, we, we want to be the best at. We really want to be great dads and yeah. really great husbands. But we fail because we allow our emotions to overcome us at, at, at that point. Do you have an idea why we do that? Is there... Is there a reason? Yeah, I mean, I th- that's human response. But I, I think, you know, we just feel like we can get away with things at yeah. home because nobody's going to hold us accountable, and especially with kids, how are they going to hold their dad accountable? Yeah. Um, the other thing is, is I think a lot of times it's because we care so much. Mm. You know, if somebody's ripping me at work, okay. Mm-hmm. I'm going to get over this or I'm going to fire them or I'm not going to do business with them yeah. or, you know, you're committed as a father. Mm-hmm. There's no place to go. Mm-hmm. I mean, people leave, I get it, but when you're really committed, yeah. there's no place to go. Yeah. So sometimes, you know, I just remember when you played baseball and and you're 
single A, double A, whatever it is, you know, basic stuff. I'd get so frustrated with you because your heart wasn't in it. You're out there, Mm -hmm. you're being a kid. And it's like some other kid, somebody else's kid's doing it. And it's like, oh, yeah, he's only eight years old. But not for you. Yeah. Because, you know, I I care enough because I, I just felt... The things that you do as a young man are foundational, and they, you know, they carry you in your character. Yeah. Um, and if you don't have a good work ethic, it's no big deal at eight years old. It's devastating when you're 18 or 28 and yeah. you're trying to get ahead, or you're trying to be the dad now supplying. So, you know, there, there's there's all of that going on. Let yeah. alone, you're trying to figure out, especially as a young man who you are in all of this. Yeah. And if your dad was not there or if he wasn't a disciplinarian or if he was a hard guy, well, we take on some of those things too until we find out who we really are and yeah. and how we we really want to act and react to situations. And I think that that's the key right there. Do we react or we do we respond? Mm-hmm. And a lot of times when you're young and you're aggressive, you're competitive, all that stuff, you react rather than respond. Mm-hmm. And responding gives you this, it helps you to step back a little bit. So Yeah. And it, well, I'm, you know, as you're saying this, I, I, I will tell you, like, even just this summer watching baseball yeah. and uh, I can totally relate to that. You know, when the boys were doing something, it was a lot more personal because yeah. It is my job. It is I. I have the authority as a father. I've been given the authority to make sure that we are, that I'm raising great young men. Right. Right. I mean, like I feel like that that detri- the tremendous responsibility. I think it's not not only a responsibility, but I also think it's the opportunity. We talk about that a right. lot, right? Um, but I feel like a responsibility, and not in a bad way, not in as it's holding me down, but more of a responsibility that it has to, I have to step up into that, right? Right. And so I do take it that much more personal. And yeah. it's funny because as I watch um, these other young men, I do have a responsibility as a coach in a sense, but at the end of the day, when they when the game is over, they're leaving and they're going with their parents, right? right. Or their, their right. dad. Um, when I'm watching these other kids and uh, play another, like the 11Us or the 13s, the game isn't personal to me. Exactly. You know, the mistakes aren't personal. The the wins aren't personal. It's just a right. game, and I get to enjoy it. And it's funny as if parents how you are a, that you just that you get so involved in that aspect. Right. And I'm not quite sure. I always do the best job of that. No. Uh, but I that once again, I that's why I appreciate the conversations we have. You know, one of the to- the things you were just talking about, and I want to just kind of start moving into this next chapter is just the foundations, right? Mm-hmm. And one uh, you and I have been really talking about. Um, the foundations that we have uh, as men in our life. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, uh, we can talk about men and women, but I, you know, this is something that really lights us on fire: is is men and the responsibilities and the opportunities that we have in the families and in ourselves and in our communities and country. Let's talk about the foundation of of a man. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a, you know, as I'm writing this book, one of the things that's kind of come through this is this idea of all of the broken foundations that men have mm-hmm. and what makes a strong foundation and, and growing up in the carpentry world uh, with you in construction, right. one of the things that came to me was like this aha moment was this concept of, you know, rebar is really what strengthens 
concrete and a foundation. Absolutely. You know, it's what binds it together, what holds it together, what allows it to not separate. Mm-hmm. We're going to get cracks. Mm-hmm. We're going to have broken pieces. We're going to have some separation. There's going to be flaws within us, mm-hmm. right? And that's the concrete. But the rebar is what actually continues to keep us together, mm-hmm. right? Gives us, sol- sol- you know, it solidifies that foundation. Mm-hmm. And, you know, but how does that look? I mean, what is rebar in our lives? Well, as we were talking, you know, rebar is, is the virtues that we grow in our lives. Mm-hmm. I want, I really want you to dive into that a little bit more. And if you don't mind, share your thoughts on why it's so important to have rebar, which is the virtues in our lives. Yeah. Uh, well, two, first of all, I just want to say not everybody had a great family, and I'm, and I'm learning it more and more and more and more. And unfortunately, both men and women have been in situations where single-parent homes, dad's been absent, dad's not been strong in their life, mom's doing the best she can, yeah. or versa visa. Maybe yeah. sometimes it's a, a dad raising girls. Sure. And, and so it's never too late to begin to have virtue in your life, right. irregardless of what. So I heard somebody once say, don't let your past determine your future. Yeah. You probably mm-hmm. were the one, one of the ones that said that and have said that. But for me, the difference between virtue and values, there are a lot of people that value family, mm-hmm. but their values come and go. It depends on the circumstances. It depends on you know, how well they're, they're having a relationship with their wife or... Mm-hmm. or you know, if their kids are still okay or, you know, whatever, or it's just, you know, values can be very nebulous. Mm-hmm. Virtues are the, are, the, are the backbone in us that give us the ability to carry out um, the things that we most want to accomplish in our life, mm-hmm. that we hold in highest esteem, right? Mm-hmm. And so... Uh, so for me, the rebar in your life has to be a commitment to grow in virtue. Mm-hmm. You know, the qualities of our life, like courage, mm-hmm. okay? Yeah. Courage, as we've talked about, is not the absence of fear, but it's the ability to overcome fear, mm-hmm. right? And so courage is so critical today because our, our culture uh, is pushing us to be um, so... Uh, um, dependent on circumstances mm-hmm. you know I'll, I'll be there at work if as long as it's going really well or you treat me nice or whatever yeah generationally go generations ago people worked at the same place for 40 years yeah you know they had incredible loyalty mm-hmm. because they learned on early the importance of being courageous and being faithful and being uh, straight straightforward uh, dependable, you know, those are, those are some of the ideas uh, uh, of courage. Mm-hmm. And then once you begin that, then you begin to develop other virtues like hope, you know? I mm-hmm. mean, y- you have a hope for the future. Yeah. And because you've learned that if you're faithful and you work hard, a good work ethic, those kinds of things, it builds hope and determination and, uh, um, all of those build on itself right? If, if you're faithful. yeah. But you need to have the virtues in your life, not the nebulous kind of ins and outs and um, situational things. Right. Um, well, you know, I believe in marriage, but 
you know, then, but there's this situation and that situation and this, and you know, there it's, it's not black and white. I get it. Yeah. But there's a, there's a principle in there that is really, really, really important. And that is to be committed. And today commitment is out the window. Yeah. No matter what it is. Yeah. Uh, I mean, whether it's in work, whether it's in families, whether it's in sports, whether it's, yeah. you know, you just see it. And, and that is a virtue commitment that uh, is, a, is hard for people to yeah. sustain today. So. Well, and I think it's just, I mean, it's a hard conversation to even have, you know, just sure. sitting there talking about it because you're, 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 um, you're aware of the judgments that people will pass yeah. on you depending on what you say or what they interpret you said. Right. And you might not even be meaning what they said. You know, there's, uh, there's always two sides to every story, right? right. In that sense. And so once again, I, 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 this, this concept of rebar in your life is so important, um, because it gives you, it's, it solidifies that the, the belief system that you have, it solidifies, um, the strength that you have in your foundation. And once again, as you, as you were talking about there, unfortunately, there's so many people are swayed by the moment. They're swayed yes. by the emotions. They're yes. swayed by circumstances, circumstances right there. And, and for, and that is like, that is, that is the one thing that's the challenge in our society that we see right now mm-hmm. is that there's so much information and misinformation yep. that on a daily basis, an hourly basis, the opinions change all the time. Right. And right now we're so technically technology advanced that people are only starting to see what they believe, like th- what they're being uh, shown, right? Mm-hmm. So like you're not even seeing the other side. You, m- you might not even be seeing the truth, but you're seeing a version of the truth or you're seeing the concept of the truth. Um, Kate and I were just talking uh, yes- last night and she was looking at something on social media and now they even have it where they say, this story has not been verified and we do not believe it's true. And so they're already planting the seed right. in you, telling you that, uh, what you're about to watch might not even be truthful, and it's their opinion. It has we we have no idea, right. Right? right? And so, you know, going back to this rebar, it is so important to do that. Talk to me about, you know, uh, you know. I know that you didn't have this concept of rebar, you know, growing up, but you had this uh, this idea of virtue. And as you grew, ha- has have you added more rebar to your life through the years? Have you added more virtues? Have you discovered them? Have you just made them more powerful? Have you always had them? Like, what was that journey like for you as you went from young father to um, a, a grandfather and now in this type of, you know, this portion of your life now where you're now retired, mm-hmm. you're going on to this next chapter right. of your life, which you're super excited about. Yeah. What is that? What is that rebar looked in like in your life? Well, first of all, I, you know, I was very fortunate to have a great family uh-huh. growing up. So you know, a lot of the virtues were imparted to me, but they were also demonstrated. So, you know, surrounding yourself with with people of great virtue is just critical. Yeah. And uh, uh, fortunately, in the home, I was able to do that. And, and so then it just was a natural thing for me to, you know, I, I just remember times of just praying that, you know, God, just help me be faithful. Just, you know, uh, not be so emotionally up and down and over and under, but to be faithful. And and I'm thinking, you know, when you talk about rebar, that's, you know, in the trade, we would say the integrity of the structure is mm-hmm. based on the rebar in the foundation, mm-hmm. right? You can't build 
if you don't have a strong foundation. Mm -hmm. You can't have a strong foundation unless you have great rebar, mm -hmm. you know, or, you know, so it, so you so, got to remember that for Kingsman, by the way. You have to use that line. Okay. Okay. I can't remember what I just <laughs> said. <laughs> well, listen I to this right here. <laughs> but, you know, so to me, and then the cohesiveness, you know, yeah. rebar, the virtues, uh, those things help us to work with other people. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because if we have great character then people will trust us. They mm -hmm. will look to us. And if we're genuine, yeah. you know, I'm not saying that I haven't had enemies in my life, that everybody's been pleased or whatever, but I think, you know, for me as a young man, I, I'm just trying to stay ahead of you guys growing up and building a business and, you know, all the other extracurricular activities I did, and I'm playing ball and I'm loving it, and then you guys get to a place where... I got I to gotta lay down some of the things I wanted to do so mm -hmm. that I could coach and be there for you. And, and so we talk about sacrificial love or just being yeah. willing to sacrifice. Yeah. Well, that wasn't my character <laughs> early on. I just wanted mm -hmm. to play ball. Yeah. And then I had, to get, I had to learn. I had to learn how to sacrifice in little ways. And that now as an older man has helped me to uh, build on that virtue or, you know, whatever, yeah, yeah. Uh, love. Uh, you know, boy, there's nothing greater than seeing your baby come into the world. And then you go through all the struggles of raising that baby, and then, you know, praise God, if they, they get to be a man or a woman and uh, a great citizen and, 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 and good people and a good, have good families, man, it's just such a great thing. But then it's like we got all the grandkids now. We yeah. just want to... We want to love on them, and we want to support you guys as best we can in the, the, the privilege and the responsibility yeah. of being a mom and a dad. Mm -hmm. And so that's taught us how to go a little bit. We have to, I've always been a kind of guy that it's my way or the highway in a sense. Mm -hmm. uh, but now it's like I got to work with you and say, hey, how, how can I help you? Mm -hmm. with your kids what mm -hmm. what can i do uh, um, and so now it's like i've had to learn to be more humble mm -hmm. but that stuff grows over a period of time and as a grandpa now uh, as a man uh, you know like you said we've had a lot of young people in our home that weren't you know naturally born to our mm -hmm. family but now i mentor a lot of men that are your age some are older some are younger in their 20s because they just want to know how to do this yeah and uh but now it's for me it's like i just because i care so much mm -hmm. um yeah well so let's go into the next chapter here so you you were a hard-working contractor yep for many years it wasn't the career of choice Right. But it's what was needed, and it was it, it was called upon you to do that, uh, so you could provide um, uh, you could provide for your family. Right. Uh, but you were always passionate about other things, right. and and uh, your faith and how you led men and women and uh, through their journey sure. uh, of faith and discovery of their faith. What does this next chapter for you look like? Because I know one of the things that you and I talk a lot about is. Um, 
people lose themselves in their jobs. Right. They lose themselves in their careers. This is their identity. This is who they are. And and you know this. Like this is something I struggled with when mm. it came to the point of my life when baseball was over. Is like that was everything I knew I was. Mm-hmm. I just happened to see that at the age of 26, not at the age of 56. And so when you retired, it wasn't like that at all. No. Um, Talk to us about why that was exciting for you, but also, if you don't mind sharing a little bit of that moment of just reprieve for you to to try to discover well, where are you needed now? Mm-hmm. Well, first of all, um, you know, it goes back to the foundational thing. Somehow, I, my dad imparted to me that, you know, my value and my worth wasn't based on, um, you know, what I did but who, who I belong to, right? And so, you know, for me, my Christian belief has just been so critical. And so, you know, I've, I've always had in the back of my mind this sense that no matter what I do, my, my uh, worth isn't based on that. And so then you, you can kind of lay some of that aside and look at, well, what are your gifts? You know, what are you passionate about? What are mm-hmm. you excited about? Mm-hmm. And, uh, and, and so for me, I knew I was called to be a dad. I just knew it. You know, be married, <laughs> have kids, be a dad, you know, and eventually be a grandfather. You know, that, I guess that's how the process goes. Yeah. And so for me, I, I almost had this eternal vision of, you know, what are my gifts? What, am, what kind of impact am I going to have? What am I going to, what's my legacy going to be? You mm-hmm. and I talked about that. Some people don't care about that, but for me, it's not about money or things or whatever, but it's, you know, what kind of impact am I having on my kids, especially, yeah. uh, or our kids, uh, and, but also on, on people around us. Mm-hmm. And, uh, so it was like, man, once I made uh, some decisions that that's going to be important to me, you know, work was a means to an end for me. Now, not everybody's there. A lot of people love what they do, and, and it gives them great fulfillment and everything. But, you know, we, it's, it sounds like a cliche, but balance is just so critical in our lives. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we have a tendency to swing this way and that way, and... So for me, having a good family, a good marriage was just really critical. And I knew it. I had to put my effort into it. It mm-hmm. wasn't just going to happen yeah. just because I'm a nice guy and Cindy's a wonderful young woman. Mm-hmm. We had to work at it. We had to work at our marriage. We came from two completely different places, yeah. you know, and, you know, there, obviously there was a lot that attracted us together, but most people find out that all the things, not all the things that attracted you, before marriage, we're going to still be there after marriage, mm-hmm. right? You have to work at that. And, you know, and then just, you know, serving the church, serving the community, those kinds of things uh, were really, really important. As I come into uh, retirement, you know, a lot of people say, oh, Dave, you, you've been so busy. You've done so many, built so many homes. You're never going to get out of that. And I go, yeah. <laughs> dude, you, you just can't imagine yeah. the difference it's going to be for me. Yeah. And to 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 really be able to be free of all that responsibility gave me a, a greater passion to, well, what are the things that I love? I want to be with the grandkids. I want to watch ball games. I want to, you know, go to school plays. I want to do that. Cindy and I can do some other things. But now 
there's all these young men that are hungry for something more. Yeah, yeah. And there's not a lot of healthy dads out there. Mm-hmm. And a lot of men, once they get to re- retirement, I tell men that you can't put it on cruise control. This mm-hmm. is not about retiring to Arizona and playing shuffleboard or golf every day. Mm-hmm. Now, you can do that, and you can get away with it. But And I'm not saying any, you know, I'm not trying to hammer anybody about anything. It's just that I feel like at my age, I should be more secure in my marriage. I should be financially in a better place. I should have some wisdom that I've gained over the years and all that kind of stuff. And you don't have to go looking for people. There are young people or other people that are like, man, I woke, I woke up and this is all there is and I'm 50 years old. Yeah. No purpose to life. Mm-hmm. And for me, it was always trying to be more other-centered, which is not my nature. Mm-hmm. It's much more self-centered. Uh, but as I've given myself over to that, I, I'm just excited because mm-hmm. when you see people's lives change, mm-hmm. it's cool. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it, it's, you know, that's something that you've instilled in me and that I, I feel so fortunate to have discovered this at my age Yes, uh, because it's really driven the passion and it's allowed me to, to give myself permission to, to be okay with that, Yeah, you know, and not be chasing. And you know, this, I've had a tremendous amount of transformation and change in my life with priorities yes. and focus and things that have, um, uh, really driven what I'm doing now. And so, I mean, first of all, thank you for that. Thank you for the relationship that you and I have. Um, And and I just, uh, I'm so grateful for all of the lives that you're impacting and you continue to show up for because, you know, I I say this thing all the time within our company walls about um, that the world needs who you want to be now more than ever. Yeah. And, And you know who you want to be. You know who you're supposed to be. And the world needs it more than ever. Right. And if we don't answer that call that we have on our hearts, that if we don't answer that call that we know that we need to answer, um, the world has and will continue to suffer from that. Right. And uh, we find ourselves in that state right now. Right. So thanks for answering the call, right. Dad. Um, thanks for joining us today. Yeah, this has been fun. Uh, any any last words that you want to uh, to to leave people with as we <clears throat> as we wrap up this show? Uh, I just think that um, a couple things. One is, please don't let your past stand in the way of your yeah. of your future. I agree. Mm. It's not only what we want to be, but in a sense, we're destined to be, mm-hmm. right? So, you know, we we were created um, so much more for more than most of us really recognize, and we just settle yeah. for a lot less. Yeah, uh, we don't think. Well, what? you know, my little bit, what can I do? But the reality is it becomes exponentially greater. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Mom and I had, you know, six of you and took Adam in as our son too. And, and you exponentially, you all are exponentially having an effect on other people. And mm-hmm. it, it just keeps moving in that direction. So, and, and just be courageous, yeah. you know, yeah. no matter what, the world saying the culture right now is spending more time being hateful and yelling and screaming and destroying and all of that. And we're fortunate to live in Casper where it's a little bit more, uh, not that way, mm-hmm. but you know, uh, be courageous. Yeah. Love it. 
Well, I can't, I'm not going to add to that right there. So I know that this, uh, for many of you out there, this resonated with you. I know that this touched your heart and, uh, I appreciate you listening. And, and once again, I just, uh, I implore you if this resonated with you, you know, somebody that this, that needs to hear this message, uh, get this into their hands, get this into their ears and, and share this. So thanks so much. Love you all. Have a fantastic rest of your week and we will talk to you very soon. Wait, before you go, we want you to know how thankful we are for you listening to the JK Experience. You're the reason we keep sharing valuable content every week. If you found any value in this podcast, please subscribe to our channel and write us an honest review. We want to know what you think so that we can grow with you. We'll catch you next time.